Got Your Back Podstream is brought to you by Kinprint. For all your company's promotional needs, they do it all. Apparel, promotional products, using the highest quality brands. They do logo design, signage, and printing. Kinprint will promote your brand with excellence. Visit kinprint.ca. It's Sunday night, and you are listening to Got Your Back, live stream edition. Rob Brown standing by. Jason Strudwick is not. We got an APB out on our co-host tonight. Jason Strudwick missing in action. Missed his call time. First time ever here on Got Your Back. Zuby's done it. I've never done it. Struds has now done it. Where is Jason Strudwick? We'll take your suggestions coming up on the live stream. Got your back brought to you by our title sponsor, Sherwood Buick GMC. Oh, they got that big, beautiful showroom just off Baseline Road on the way into Sherwood Park. It's a fantastic dealership. They got great vehicles there. They also have lots of stock. If you've been car shopping recently, you know how tough it is to actually get into some vehicles and actually get a chance to drive around in some actual vehicles because stock is tight everywhere. That's not the case at Sherwood Buick GMC. Got a great sales staff as well. They streamline the process. They make it easy. I've been through it. And uh, highly recommend you go see Phil and his great staff over at Sherwood Buick GMC. We're coming to you from our beautiful Long Shot Studio here in Sherwood Park. You know, there's so much more than just a place to go play some golf indoors they're available for corporate events as well little new decoration here in the uh, we'll have to get a light on that that's our long shots uh, decor here on the uh the shelving units behind me brownie just you and me buds our co-host well, i heard is that uh, well i heard struds it's his nightly calf workout so he's working the calves right now <laughs> decided to go for a few extra sets i'm thinking <laughs> well if you have you seen his calves? He needs a little extra set yeah, or two. He, he definitely does. Uh, appreciate the contributions on the stream. We're all worried about Struddy. Uh, counting breadsticks uh, at an Olive Garden somewhere, says JL here on the stream as we're looking in on the Weiss Johnson YouTube mentions. Doing lawn care from some stranger. That's a good possibility. We know Strud's, uh, he would definitely blow through a podcast if he thought it was a chance to Improve the look of his lawn. Quady says Strud's is at Costco buying mustard. Uh, JL says Strud's got his AM and PM mixed up, like Jean-Paul, maybe. Mr. Blow, I think, has the best one, though, says, you guys need a Strud finder? Uh, <laughs> solid work. Not bad, Brownie, not bad. Were you ever late? Were you ever late as a player? Like that big no-no being late for the bus? You ever pull one of those, Brownie? I, I did once in Pittsburgh. I was, uh, I got a phone call. Actually, my rookie season, I was living with a family. And the lady that I lived with came up and woke me up and said, uh, your coach is on the phone. I'm like, what do you mean my coach is on the phone? Well, it's practices at 10 and it's 10-10. I had oh, slept in. Yeah. I've never driven so fast in my life. Got there. The team was coming off. His office said, well, it is a $500 fine depending on how you play tomorrow night. So I had a really good game the next night. No kidding. Like, that is some serious motivation, hey, to get out there and fix that mistake. Oh, I was so nervous. As a rookie, you don't do things like that. That was the only time I've ever been late. Yeah. Uh, Zuby, running things behind the scenes. I love how we've just left his spot blank. Oh, there, oh, there you're taking it. <laughs> you get the good spot. Normally, you're just a tiny little thing. Yeah. This, uh, yeah, I'm just this looks right. I don't know. There. This feels right. Yeah, you like this? <laughs> yeah, you like this is the way it should be every every podcast. You want to? We can create a four shot. You can just be a regular member. How's that? That's a great idea. It's a much better looking third there now, though. Yeah. Seriously, that was an upgrade. Yeah, I'm not gonna... used to the the frame being filled with so much hair on that uh, <laughs> yeah. over on that right side there. That's I'm deliberately shot. tilting down. Not to, I'm not trying to rub it into Strud's at all. But uh... <laughs> all right, Zoobs. Well, just keep it. I keep texting them. Like, just keep reaching out. And when he's ready, we'll replace that big, giant, orange question mark with the giant head of uh, Jason Strudwick. 
Uh, in right. the meantime, uh, uh, we'll talk to you in a bit. So yeah, in the meantime, I have, to, I have to see if I can get the question mark back. I might be stuck. Oh. I might be stuck here. You guys go. <laughs> uh, seriously, you don't know how, do you? Well, I don't see, know how you to get, get all fancy and bring yourself in, and now <laughs> you're just flat out stuck. Because that's just the offline placeholder. It's not something clever that I made. So I have to so make myself. Go. Up. I need to make myself go away. It might be a black box. We'll see. We'll figure something. Okay, you we'll, guys we'll figure out. You do your thing. We'll talk. Go ahead and mute your mic, and and it'll just be what it'll be. For the people uh, just listening in podcast form, none of this is making any sense. Uh, we're going to break down the game tonight between uh, the Oilers and the Jets. Uh, exhibition action is there off and running. One of 77 exhibition games they have uh, in September before the start of the regular season. Uh, also in conversation with Vinny DeArnay. Had a good chat with him, caught up uh, with him at the rink yesterday. Took us through, Brownie, some interesting things that he's been doing. Uh, trying to prepare for this, what he wants to be his first full season in the National Hockey League. Well, let's get to breaking down tonight's game brought to you by Adrenaline Diesel. They're a unique shop for a couple of reasons. Number one, their ability to do custom jobs, custom exhausts, engines, custom bodywork. If you can think of it, they can get it done at Adrenaline Diesel. They're also the Ghostbusters. If you've got a problem with your heavy-duty diesel engine, you can't figure it out, they love that. Let them get in there, and they will find the ghost. Marty and his staff will not quit until they get you an answer. They love a challenge. Visit AdrenalineDiesel.ca. Okay, Brownie, uh, I'll just throw it out there for you. Just We'll talk about them individually after, but give me a couple of names of guys that stood out for you on night number one. I thought Dylan Holloway had a strong game tonight for the Oilers. Mm -hmm. uh, first period, he threw the biggest hit of the hockey game. Absolutely uh, demolished one of the Winnipeg Jet defensemen. I thought he was good. I thought it was funny last, I think last episode of the one before, someone called in and asked how many games Bo Ake was going to get mm -hmm. in the preseason. I really had no idea. He's excellent. He's a hockey yeah. player. Uh, moves his feet well, jumps up in the play the right way. He, he understands the game. So I thought he was excellent in this hockey game as well. So those were the two, to me, that stood out the most. Yeah, I probably would agree with you. I, I thought Aki was really good. I wasn't really sure what to expect. You hear out of the rookie tournament that he acquitted himself well. But when you step onto this stage for the first time, and remember how young these guys are, 18, 19 years old here, staring across at Adam Lowry. I mean, that gets real pretty fast. I don't care. If it's exhibition hockey or not, Brownie, that gets real fast. And I was impressed with Aki because, I mean, he took a little bit to get settled in, but once he did, I thought he looked really good out there. He was smooth. He skated well. He made smart plays. And as the game went on, you could tell Jay Woodcroft was looking for opportunities to use him more. You could tell. I, I think the biggest thing that I saw with him was confidence. Uh, wasn't afraid to make a play. A lot of young players come in and play a little bit tentative because they, they don't want to make a mistake. Uh, this kid, Bo, wasn't like that. He was leading the rush. There's one time where the puck, there was a bit of a scramble in the offensive end in front of the net, and, and he jumped in and, and got a shot. Like, came all the, I mean, Philip Roberg, who's been here for a couple of years, hasn't done that yet. So uh, you love the confidence that he had. He's going to be a very good power play defenseman at some point in his NHL career. I imagine he's going to have a wonderful junior season this year in Barry. But no, he was he was. But I, to me, the biggest thing I noticed about him is the confidence he played with. He's a second round draft from this year's draft. They're not supposed to be that confident yet. Yet he was. Hundred uh, percent, Zuby. I'm going to make an executive decision on the fly here. We're getting a lot of hits on Brownie, uh, so obviously we're having a couple of technical difficulties. So I'm just going to talk for a couple of minutes here while you uh, switch up and grab Brownie on the phone instead because the quality of the audio won't be quite the same, but we'll be able to actually hear him. Okay. So, uh, Zuby, you go ahead and grab Brownie on the phone. Sorry, Brownie. I mean, well, you know, nice to see your face there, but uh, we'll have to adjust on the fly. And since Struds didn't show up for work today, this is what you call tap dancing, <laughs> folks. I'm about to do a little dance here for you. Now, listen, I, I think what Brownie says, there's definite legitimacy there. Like, Bo Akey is a guy, has a second-round pick, he comes in. Oh, look at Brownie's messing with his camera. He, the best part is he doesn't know how to turn off this app. Oh, look at that freeze frame. Okay, if you're listening on audio, you got to go watch the YouTube file of this because it's an absolute beauty. 
so I thought he was I thought he was confident. You know, and the fact that he got a shift in overtime too, I really liked. We were sitting by that point, we're down below watching, and I was sitting in the media room, and I was like, I don't know if you were watching at home, uh, if you thought the same thing. I was like, put him out there, put the kid out there, throw the kid out there, give him a shift in overtime. I I just really felt like I wanted to see it. And I thought Aki had the kind of night where he probably made his coaches want to see it too. And so they did. They threw him out there in overtime and gave him a shift. And then did you see him jump up? Like no hesitation at all. Just hopped right up, wanted to leave the rush, wanted to lead the way, was looking for the winner. That's confidence for a young guy playing in his first NHL exhibition game. So we'll grab the stats line here. We'll take a quick look. And uh, where is Aki? So he was 17-26. He was dash one, whatever. Uh, didn't have any shots on net, a couple of attempts, but you still felt like you noticed him. Asked Jay Woodcroft after the game about Bo Aiki and his game, and he uh, had some pretty good comments. We'll go to the Weiss Johnson sound box. They've got 45 years in the business, so if you need a new furnace, garage heater, air conditioner, hot water tank, or any of those things serviced, Weiss Johnson is absolutely the place to go. Edmonton's number one choice for heating air conditioning and plumbing services. Zuby, I got the jingle here because I think you're probably busy. Weiss Johnson, uh, Weiss Johnson, Nice timing, even though you're multitasking behind the scenes. And we got Brownie uh, here's back. Jing- no, we oh, got sorry, Brownie go back. Ahead. Yeah, go ahead with your with the clip. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Jay Woodcroft postgame on Bo Akey. I think he um, is somebody that you know, is displaying a level of maturity that I didn't expect to see. And I think in a 1-1 hockey game, we're at that time of year to experiment with some things. And he didn't look out of place. I thought he's he has shown very well right now and, and uh, should feel happy with his camp thus far. Brown, are you back with us, buddy? I am here. Good stuff. So you did. You could hear that Woodcroft clip there. Uh, I mean, I agree with everything he said. Like he, he, I. You just want to get noticed at this point. Aki's not making this team, but you want to leave town with the coaching staff having noticed you. You do, and and I know that Woodcroft talked in his speech before the game how everyone here in camp is competing for different things. Some are competing for ice time. Some are competing for contracts. Some are competing for ice time in the minors, but the one thing that everyone wants to do is leave an impression on both the, the general manager, the coach, and his teammates. And Bo is, is not in the National Hockey League this year. I mean, that's uh, for certain. But he, he's showing the coaching staff that, you know what? Down the road, don't forget about me. And he's showing his teammates what he's capable of doing. I thought he was excellent. And you were drawn to him every time he stepped on the ice. Like, you're, you're just... There's players that played in the game tonight, and you could ask me how they played. I'm like, you know, actually, I didn't really notice them. I noticed him every time he was out there, and that's a good thing. And he's got a ton of talent, but the biggest thing for him was how he sees the game. And a lot of young players can be – they can be big, they can be fast, they can shoot hard, but not all of them can play the game with, with their head. And he did. He knew when to jump in. He knew when to pull back. He knew where to make the little passes. I thought he was excellent. Dylan Holloway was one of the Oilers' best players during the exhibition season last year, so we'll sort of put that out there and say, yes, we're aware of that. But he can only do one – he can only play one game at a time, right? So, yes, regular season is more important. But I thought tonight, Brownie, for the first game, I thought he stood out. I thought he skated well, threw a really nice hit to your point, um, was highly usable, was highly engaged. I thought he had some early chemistry with his line mates. There was a lot of good things from Dylan Holloway on the first night and standing out. I'll, I'll give that a real positive check mark in his, in his category. Well, he, he was good. And what you like about Dylan Holloway last year, when he came in, there's a lot of talk that he'd be a top six player. So he was looking to be good offensively. He was looking to finish plays. That, that role is not there this year for him. This year, he's going to be a bottom six guy, probably a third line player. When you play third line, you play differently and you play smart. You play physical. You provide energy. And I thought that you saw that out of him tonight. Uh, early in the game, he threw a big hit. He was in on the forecheck. And as the game moved on, you saw the confidence in his game. In the third period, he made two wonderful plays in the offensive zone, finding the off defenseman, getting the puck all the way through there. So those are things that I think he's just a much more confident player, having played those games last year and understanding now what the role they want from him. He's not coming in hoping to play top six or hoping to play on Connor Leon's line. 
he's coming in here thinking, okay, I'm a third line guy. Here's what I need to do. And I thought he was very good with it today. Yeah, no, I definitely he took He took the opportunity that he got. I'll just check his minutes here. He was 15, 27, uh, seven shot attempts, uh, had four of them blocked, but still showed up with the intention to shoot. And I think that's smart this early in exhibition season. Tip of the cap to Olivier Rodrigue, uh, 25 of 26. He ended up stopping. Another second-round pick with a good night. So between Aki and Rodrigue, a couple of good performances, but just just steady in net, right? I like the fact that they let him go the distance and real steady in there. Yeah, he was good. Um, I thought both goaltenders were excellent in this game. This mm -hmm. was a game that had enough grade-A scoring chances that it could have been a 5-4 hockey game. Uh, both goalies were good. They made the saves they had to. And, and it's tough sometimes as a young goaltender like Rodriguez. He looks in the other end. His team's out playing the Jets. They're getting golden scoring chance after golden scoring chance. The goalie's standing on his head. He can't make a mistake. And I think that's what you liked about him as the game went on. He wasn't seeing as much action, but there was more pressure on him because he was the guy that if there's a mistake made, that's going to cost him the game. He was good. He looked controlled. Uh, he's going to be a minor league goaltender but again you want to make an impression so if someone goes down with an injury if, if either Campbell or Skinner gets hurt they don't he doesn't want to come up here and just open the gate for 10 straight games or whatever it is he wants to give the coaching staff confidence that they can play him if needed and I thought that was a nice start for him tonight Lane Peterson 1601 won five of six face-offs Brandon Sutter 14 minutes uh Brandon Sutter had five shots on net Peterson had four by the way uh, and Sutter was seven and four in the face-off circle. We know those guys are scrapping and clawing it out for that fourth-line center position. And this was the first game that Brandon Sutter had played in a couple of years. So let's all keep that in mind. What did you make of the two of them, guys that are fighting for the same spot? Well, first, Peterson. I didn't know anything about Peterson. I, I knew that they'd find them. I checked them out on Hockey DB Day today just to see what what he's got in in his career and stuff. But I was impressed. He was fast. He made plays. He looked confident out there. Um, uh, so I thought he had a good game. I'm not, I I think there's others that are probably ahead of him on the depth chart. But I thought he was in a very positive way today after the game. And Sutter, I mean, I'm cheering for him. Seriously, what he's gone through yeah. for the last two and a half years. I mean, he, listening to him talk where uh, he, at one point he's probably wondering if he can make it around the block without losing his breath. Here he is two and a half years later trying to try out for a National Hockey League team. I being off the ice that long at 34 coming back and competing good on him. I thought as the game went on, he looked a little better. I thought legs wise, he looked fine. The hands aren't quite there yet. And that's to be expected because he's it's been two and a half years since he played a hockey game, but he is the player that the Oilers need the most of all the players that they've brought in on PTOs. He is a right-handed centerman. that's very good defensively. can win face off for you plays with a little bit of snarl. That's the kind of player they want. So, if he can continue to improve, he's the guy to watch going into the regular season as your fourth-line center. To your point about his hands, I thought he looked at home in the defensive end, and that's his forte, right? That's the kind of game where they they need that from him. I asked him after the game, too, and he said definitely the hands were a bit of a struggle, and he felt more at home in his own end and just kind of fell back into the, those old defensive habits that made him the effective NHL center that he was, but I thought he looked pretty good, man. And I, I said to him after, does this, does this feel doable? It's only a few days in and you got to, you got to give him space to figure it out, but does it feel doable? And he said, yeah. And if it's not, it's close. So he's, I, I get the sense his confidence is building. He feels real good about what he's been able to do so far. And on Peterson. Um, yeah, I, I don't mind him. I, I think that, the higher end of Sutter, like if you can get 80% of Sutter from what he used to be, I think he comes in ahead of where Peterson is. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see these guys duke it out as Sutter gets better, how Peterson can continue to try and make himself stand out. But I um, I agree with you. I thought Peterson moved pretty well tonight and had some okay moments. Uh, anybody else? Any other honorable mentions? Anyone else? Like Philip Broberg, obviously, is always going to be a topic. He was paired with Vinny D'Arnais tonight. Uh, Brownie, what were your thoughts on, on 86? I, I thought he was fine. I, I think that if Broberg is doing his job as a third-pairing defenseman, you don't notice him. He doesn't make any glaring mistakes. He, he plays a safe game. 
tonight, I know Jay Woodcroft alluded to the fact that he separated the player from the puck. He's never going to be a physical guy, but he can still use his body positioning to uh, create turnovers. Uh, he was good. Um, I, he just he plays a very safe game. And I think that's what the others need in their bottom pairing is a guy that plays safe. They've got, they've got a nurse. They've got a Bouchard. They've got guys that play a little more exciting. With Broberg, you just want safe, and I thought he was that tonight. Yeah, agree with you. All right, buddy. Uh, I think that'll wrap it up. Um, Struds, I think, shouldn't be too much longer, so we are going to let you bounce. Uh, reminder, though, folks, that uh, Rob Brown's appearances here on Got Your Back are brought to you by Kinprint. Are you a brand-new company? Did you know that Kinprint can help you with your logo design and with branding as well? Check them out at kinprint.ca. Lots of your uh, apparel needs as well. You want to brand some hats, some swag, some t-shirts, whatever you need, Kinprint can take care of that. Brownie, thank you kindly, buddy. Uh, if Struddy doesn't show up, we'll be calling you back in just a couple of minutes. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, I, I'm going to start driving around the neighborhood to see if I can find them. <laughs> and we had some good, suge- good suggestions here on the stream. We'll get to some more of those in a couple of minutes. Brownie, we'll talk to you soon, pal. Sounds good. Take care, bud. Okay, reminder, uh, we've got takeaways coming up. Then Struddy's World, Ask Us Anything, where we're going to pull a bunch of your comments here off the stream. So we're getting some real nice action on the stream. Keep sending your questions and your comments to Zuby. He'll be collecting those behind the scenes. Short break. When we come back, Vinny DeArnay talking about a silent retreat. Wasn't allowed to talk for 24 hours, trying to get his mind focused. Talking about meditation. Talking about what he worked on over the summer. How did you think he looked tonight? That's coming up in Takeaways. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Long Shots Golf is the destination for both golf enthusiasts and sports fans. Top-of-the-line track van simulators provide a highly entertaining and accurate golf experience, while a full-service sports bar loaded with big screens and scratch kitchen make it a truly unique destination. They have locations in Sherwood Park and Edmonton. Experience the best indoor golf and sports bar in town. Visit longshots.ca. That's longshots with a z.ca. Are you ready to elevate your moving experience? Trusted for over 100 years, Ferguson Moving and Storage are your partners in relocation, ensuring your journey is smooth and stress-free. And say goodbye to surprises with Ferguson's transparent flat rate pricing. Contact them now for a free moving quote and use a promo code FERGUSON to receive $100 off your next move. Visit fergusonmoving.com and let them lift your expectations. All right, welcome back to the program, and there he is, Struds. You had us, you had us worried, buddy. It's not like no, you no. to blow through a timeline that that's very out of character. Is everything okay? Well, what happened to the nine thirty start time? I thought that was the the nine that that's the start time. Okay, I think we're gonna we're about to have our first fight, live fight on Twitter <laughs> and on YouTube. So, I mean, do we want to get into this? Like, people can judge who's right or who's wrong here. Yeah, well, it's up to you. I mean, you're you're the boss, man. I, I thought it was nine thirty. I had a thing tonight, uh, so uh, yeah. What can I do? So you I, put your uh, phone away. Oh, I did. I did. I did. You got to be able to do that the, now and then, right? At the mixer, I didn't have it with me. So five oh seven, Struddy checks in, says nine thirty go time tonight. Yeah, I've got the game on Oilers Plus. Yeah, <laughs> Brownie chimes in. Works for me. Yeah, boom. At five oh seven. 5.15, I chime in and say, if we can go closer to 9, then great. 5.16, Brownie says, I'll text after the game and tell when I'm home, hopefully just before 9. <laughs> 7.30, Brownie says, I'll be home by 8.30, so can start by 9 if you guys want. Right? Boom. We're rocking and rolling. Then I text and say, let's get Brownie hooked up early. We got some new gear to work on, 8.45. Whenever he's ready, Struds, you haven't read an ounce of this. So no, I, I guess the question is, once you established it was 9.30, I mean, you just shut it down, phone <laughs> away, no, shut it down. No, it wasn't I shut it down. It's that I just assumed that was the time because we talked about it sooner. I, I don't know. I, I, you know what? One of those nights uh, that things were, uh, yeah, just a lot happening. 
We had some pretty good. Uh, we had some pretty good suggestions. Okay. Uh, Struds is at Costco buying mustard. Uh, he's gone into <laughs> hiding regarding the Giants. Don't know how you're feeling about that one. Yeah. yeah. Dave nine oh four says cruising with Tom Gazzola for sure. That'd be deadly. You and Tom Gazzola on a Sunday night. Look out, uh, killing it. Absolutely killing it. Where was there was a good one about Bo Aiki? Oh yeah, definitely researching Bo Aiki's hair routine uh, was another good suggestion there from ninety seven Octane Hockey. So uh, before we get to takeaways, which we're doing right now, in like sixty seconds, what stood out to you about the game tonight? Maybe your thoughts on Bo Aiki because he seems to be the topic tonight. Yeah, I think I can see why people are excited about him. Man, I like the way he skates. I like the way he moves. Um, but he plays a very junior style hockey game. He's all over the ice, right? He's, he's he covers a lot of ice, um, and I think that he's going to be needing some time to kind of learn uh, that you know at times less is more. Just be in the right place, not move all over the place. But he was just drafted in the second round, so he's not at all close to a finished product. Uh, but he's definitely stood out to me as one player that I, I thought was really. Um, you know, he, he he was trying to make plays. He was trying to do things out there in a pretty boring game. What would you think of Broberg? Yeah, I like Broberg. You know, man, it's it, I think that he and Vinny look pretty good um, together. I I think the the problem with Broberg is that, or not the problem, the reality of Broberg is it's going to be, he's going to be a very quiet player. You're not going to watch him do anything amazing, right? And I think that, that's when you look at Bouchard, you see the big shot or the great pass. Um, Broberg's great thing is he skates really well, but he's never going to wow you. So I think that the, the sexiness of him, be, you know, becoming an NHL player is that he'll just be a very quiet player. He'll, he'll eat just 20, 25 minutes a night and he'll, he'll just kind of be, uh, look very kind of, you know, pedestrian doing it. What did you think of him? I think he's got more in him than what you just described, to okay. be honest with you. So I okay. think there's a barrier between what we're seeing now and and what we potentially could see. I agree with you. I think he's going to be quiet for a while here because I think until he gets some consistent playing time, until he can just feel comfortable and normal out there and trying not to make mistakes mm. so that he feels like he's earned Dave Manson and Jay Woodcroft's trust, I think there's going to be this time where he looks exactly like what you just described. Mm -hmm. I think on the other side of that journey for him, I think there is a player where you'll watch and go, oh, and you'll see him do some things and you'll see why he was drafted where he was. But I feel like he's a long way away from being that player because the riggers are just trying to survive in the NHL or bogging him down. I think it's going to be a bit before we see that side of him, Struddy. Yeah, that's a fair point. You're trying to make it, trying to establish yourself. Yeah, I just see his skating as such an advantage. Like, my God, if I could skate like that uh, and move so quickly, I'd, I'd love for him to use that skating to defend harder. Um, you know, Brett Kulak is is a guy who kind of does that. You know, he uses skating to defend really hard. And I like to see Broberg do that as well and almost take chances defensively because of how hard you can defend or so how well you can skate. All right, let's get to takeaways tonight. Brought to you by Martin Motorsports, your one-stop marine and recreation shop in business for close to 60 years because they know what they're doing and they're stocked up with the best brands in the world. Can-Am, Ski-Doo, Widescape Zero, industry leaders in the marine sector like Supra, Moomba, Crestliner, South Bay, and more. They help you live life at full throttle. Visit Martin Motorsports. Going to have uh, a conversation with Vinny DeArnay that I uh, recorded yesterday in just a moment. Struds, we talked a lot about DeArnay at the end of the year last year, and you had a real feeling, a strong feeling on what he should be working on. We're going to find out what he did work on. But again, if you had been Vinny DeArnay heading into this offseason, what were the couple of areas here briefly you would have been hammering on? Yeah, it was, and it was consistent from last year. It would have been the, the footwork and puck handling, passing. Those those are the ones that he's a big body. He's very aggressive, takes up space, pretty good positioning defensively. But those are the two areas I think he could really have made inroads on uh, this past summer. So when we spoke to him as a main media group, he pointed out two things. One, and I think it, it's one of the ones you're talking about, puck play. He talked about keeping his eyes up more often. He wanted to be more aware of what was going on around him, which means less time staring down at the puck that you're handling. So that's puck skills. That's hockey sense and awareness. The other thing he talked about was the mental side of the game. 
He put a ton of work in on the mental side of the game. When he evaluated it, he realized that was an area that he needed to improve. He talks about that and much more in our interview. So courtesy Martin Motorsports in our takeaway segment on the uh, Weiss Johnson sound box, we go to Vinny Dernay. So the season ends last year, Vinny, and now it's time for you to evaluate what happened and then figure out what do I spend my time on this summer? Take me through that process, that evaluation and how you came up with your plan. Well, first of all, the first thing I did when I got home, once I left here, I left my hockey bag and everything, my training gear, everything in the basement. I didn't look at it, didn't touch it for at least three or four weeks. And I didn't even think about hockey. I didn't watch any playoff games. Like for me, like season ended and I was like, it's over and like I wanted to take a break and mentally just shut it off I did a yoga retreat like no technology like I I really kind of I needed that for myself and then after that uh, I did some video I watched you know watch a couple of my games and I wrote down what I wanted to improve on and I just looked over like a few of my games and a few of my notes and then I was like all right well I want to improve this 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 a few things and I talked to my skills coach afterwards talked to my my strength coach and we came up with a plan so I, I called them my my team so we come up like with a plan like the they'll all talk to 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 each other I'll talk to my physio physio's going to talk to the skills co- like everyone is like uh, is is in touch is on the same page and yeah so that's that's when I come I came up with if my decision making is elite is better then I think that I will it's going to help my game improve a lot because um, I know I can defend, my my feet will get will improve every uh, every year, every summer. Um, so I, I wanted to take um, take the next step. How I can be better? How I can have the edge on other guys? And everyone can work out. Everyone can skate. Everyone yeah. can pass the puck. And it's just at what speed you make it. You make that ex- that decision, that extra pass at what speed you make and how fast you make it. And I think that what I did, uh, I did a lot of uh, eye, eye exercises off the ice, on the ice. And uh, that really helped me I feel uh, being confident with the puck and, and making decisions quicker and better. Decision-making is interesting because that, that almost comes down to hockey sense. We hear about players that have good hockey sense. It sounds like you were working on your hockey sense, which to me feels like would be hard because that's something that comes naturally, but you tried to figure out ways to work on hockey sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, in, like in my opinion, my hockey sense is... is pretty good to be here because I'm not I know I'm not the most skilled I'm no but I know I can make plays um but you know I want to make more plays and I want to be I want like I want to be trust trustworthy in the ozone I want to be I want to be an offensive weapon I just want to be trustworthy so I handle the puck better make make better plays um explain the drill with the colored pucks um and yeah so like in the in the summer my, my skills coach Dan uh like he'll have like uh colored pucks and we'll, he'll put a puck in a corner and I have to go retrieve it and when I go retrieve it, I have to do a shoulder check so I have to look at him as if a forecheck was coming at me um and then he's got let's say called a uh, colored puck like yellow or or blue or orange and each colored puck has a meaning so let's say orange is skate with a puck blue is uh reverse it and and it's so you always have to look what's coming at you so you, we, you always have to look at the puck mm-hmm. so you know what's okay so blue okay blue i got it so you always, you always have to think and because uh, i feel in, in in the summer it's too easy we, we we just dump a puck and we just go get it we, we retrieve it there's no no pressure no nothing it's easy it's not realistic and once you get here the fortress coming in a million miles an hour you don't have time to make your pass mm-hmm. um so we worked on that and like that that drill helped me so much it's funny because I've been doing it for two years now, and this year we did, we did a lot more, and I got so much better and better by doing it and doing it, and it felt like my passes were more precise. Uh, I felt like I was I was more on the money and not as not in an area as much, and I was more direct. Um, so yeah, I've, I feel really good right now. You talked about the mental side was a real focus for you as well. What did you evaluate about yourself and the way you handled? the mental pressure of being in the NHL and the adjustments that you want to make there? Um, I was, I was proud of, I am proud of how I, how I handled myself last year. Um, I think that in playoffs, I let the emotions get the best of me a little bit um, in a few games, um, which that's, that's why I really wanted to improve on. Um, I know I can handle, uh, you know, a season. Um, obviously I only played half a season. It's going to be, you know, I want a full season this year. I want to play 
all 82 games and it takes a toll on you you know I can I can deal with my body but uh, I think the mental aspect of it is pretty big and if your mental is go- is doing well I think the body's going to follow um, so this summer I really want to make sure that you know, I was ready for anything. I know, so now I know that anything happens this year, playoff season, I'm ready for it. I'm, how, do you, I won't, how do you work on that, if you don't mind me asking? Like, what, what's the exercise? Well, what's the- meditation is a big thing. Uh, being conscient. Like, have a conscious of, like, I'm here right now. And, like, when you, when you let your brain start, your, that little voice inside of you, when you let it go, when you let it build up of what's coming, and you, that's what gives you anxiety. Well, I've, I'm learning to kind of not not necessarily listen to that voice, but just let it go. You let go of that voice. Like, I hear you. I know you're there. But I'm, I'm just letting it go. I'm not giving you any importance. So by doing that, instead of saying, no, no, I don't want to listen. I don't want to listen. You just let it go. You're like, I accept it. I accept that right now I want to have anxiety. But at this moment, I'm in my, I'm on, I'm in, I'm home on my couch. I'm in a safe place, everything, you know, so it's being more in the, the present moment. And the game, the game last night or the game that just happened, it's over. There's nothing I can do about it. The three turnovers, the four, it's over. So, and it's easy to say, but to me, I had to practice this summer and by doing meditation. By, I went on, on a couple of hikes by myself. Uh, when I did a yoga retreat, and during that yoga retreat, there was a 24 hours in silence. So I did 24 hours in silence. You can't, can't talk, talk to anybody. can't talk to anybody for 24 hours. How'd you do? Exactly. You guys know I, I, I love to talk. And like, <laughs> and like you eat dinner, dinner, lunch, breakfast with other people, and you can't talk. So you just look at each other, and it, it's all in your and then you just talk to yourself the whole time. So you try to just... To just quiet that, that, that voice down and you just enjoy peace, enjoy silence, enjoy the moment. Um, so it, it's all things that I try to push to do this summer that are a little bit outside the, outside the box and people think I'm a little, uh, a little different for doing that, a little crazy, but you know, I feel good. I feel confident and um, it's one of the first years in my, in my career, my hockey career that I've, I've felt this way. It's, it's really fun to show up somewhere and not feeling like you're stressed out and you're and I'm feeling good feeling I'm just ready to have fun right now what are your goals for yourself this season I want to play all 82 games I want to stay healthy I've, I've been you know injured a lot late the last couple of years here and there and a lot was out of my control um but I worked, I worked this summer hard too just to try to be flex as flexible as possible be healthy bring the whole body together every piece of my body is strong um i would say that's my biggest thing but obviously like we know we know what we came here for and uh you said myself but that's you know if i do if i play my game if i do what i if i do what i know i can do i know i'll help the team uh, go all the way appreciate the time Vinny. thanks thank you all right that our conversation with vincent de arnay struds what stood out to you there He's a guy who thinks outside the norm. Um, like he's he's looking at different ways to improve himself. Uh, you know, the easy ways to get in the gym and then you know stick handle a few things. But he's he's really taking ownership of it, and um, I, I think that's really positive for him. Uh, he's had a great journey to get here, a long journey, and now that he's in the NHL. He wants to stay, so he's really thinking outside the box. And I, I give him a lot of credit. Very mature way of approaching an off season. We were chatting a little bit off camera, and he he said he doesn't know if he did a set of 10 bench press all season or all off season long. He just really changed his thought process on the way that you need to be strong to be successful in the national hockey league. He talked about having a team that helped him work through his way through this. It seems to me struds, like there's a lot of things that are out of your control as a guy that wants to be a full-time NHLer, right? You can't control who they draft or who they sign. Mm -hmm. You can't control so many things. So you got to figure out what you can control and just absolutely maximize it. And it seems like both in his on-ice stuff, but also in his off-ice stuff, he's really trying to grab control of the things that he can. I love the way you phrase that, but I'll, I'll, I'll say it a different way. You're preparing to be the best you can be, the best version of yourself. Um, because you're right, they, you know, the Oilers could have gotten signed or traded for Eric Carlson or whatever. You, 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 can't, you can't do anything about that, but you can be 100% ready and prepared for your opportunity when you get that. Now, you know, Vinny, you know, who knows how it's going to shake out. I'm sure the coaching staffs have an idea how, how many minutes he's going to play and how many games. But let, let's say he plays five of the first 10 games. Let's just say that's what it is. 
those five, he has to play, they could be his last. He's got to go all out every game so that the coach keeps thinking, I got to get this guy ice time. I got to get him in the lineup. I got to find a way. Um, and he's prepared himself to be that. So I, I, I think that, you know, his the journey is going to be, you know, kind of that that five, six, seven defenseman. And, you know, that's how you have to be. You have to be ready all the time and prepared for your opportunity when you get it. Yeah, I think he does something that not very many guys on that team can do. He provides an element that not many of those other guys just naturally kind of can. Mm -hmm. The guys that he's competing for ice time with, he's unique. And we saw when he came up, I mean, their record with DeArnay in the lineup was yeah. ridiculous. Woodcroft pointed to that the other day. Now, yes, adding Echo made a big difference, and the team was ready and poised to, to make some significant changes in the way that they were playing. So it was a lot of things lined up. But uh, it, I don't think it's a coincidence. He gave this group something that they need. And when he's playing well, he's going to continue to do that this year. Philip Broberg is going to be in a heck of a battle with this guy for a spot in the lineup night in, night out. But that's the problem. It's going to be hard to have both of them in the lineup every night. And so someone's going to miss out. So is it is it a young guy who is drafted? What was what was Broberg taking? Top was he top 10? Um, yeah, let me check oh. here real quick. I don't want to get it wrong. Yeah. So he was, let's just say he was a first rounder. So he was a first rounder and you need to play and develop this guy. Um, or do you play Vino DRNA who bring, does bring an element that your team does not have? They don't have a lot of guys that are heavy handed like him. Eighth. Yeah. Eighth overall. Yeah. So I was right. So you, it's tough, man. Something's got to give, right? They can, mm -hmm. you know, that we, you know, Ken Holland talked about injuries and there will be some injuries. Um, you don't wish for injuries, but there will be injuries. Um, but you, it's going to be tough to have both guys in there every night unless you're dressing seven defensemen, which you know they have done in the past. How do you think you do not talking for 24 straight hours? That's interesting. I've heard about these silent yeah. retreats. Some yeah. of them are like a week long. Yeah, no chance yeah. for me. Like no chance. You don't think 24 hours you could do it? I think for 24 hours. 24, yeah, 24 I could, but yeah. much more than that, uh, I would struggle. I'm just too social. I just, I want to like, and, and he was telling me like, you'd sit in a room with 25 other people. Mm -hmm. You didn't just confine yourself to your room. You'd yeah. go for walks, you'd go hang out, you'd be around, you'd eat dinner with a bunch of other people. Yeah. Nobody said a freaking word. It doesn't appeal to me personally, but I, I think it's great that he's exploring that and trying to explore that that part of himself, right? To To, to change himself or to grow as a person. Absolutely. Been interesting to watch Vinny Darnay scrap his way for more ice time, more starts. Said he wants to play all 82 games this year. It's a good goal to set. Might be tough, but it's going to be interesting to watch. All right, that was Takeaways brought to you by Martin Motorsports. Real quick break. Struds, normally I get a bit of a sense for what we have coming up in Struddy's world, but because you were derelict in your duties tonight and didn't <laughs> come up on time, I literally have no idea. So I can't wait. What could it be? Struddy's world. And then our chat uh, will take some questions from you on the stream when we come back. Very short break. We'll be right back. Okay, heroes, are you trying to tough it out through a sports or life injury right now? Trying to prove your mettle by grinding through, gritting your teeth? Well, Redefined Health is here to say it's time to come on in. At Redefined Health, they'll high-five you for your toughness and then get to work on helping you fix the problem. Helping athletes and heroes find better balance, performance, and injury prevention, visit RedefineHealth.com. When you make a mistake, heads should roll. Just me and Nick Lachey, window down, shirt off, just loving it. My goal is someday made before scum. Now that I say it out loud, it does sound a little crazy. All right, Strutty's World brought to you by our friends at Pathfind. If you own or operate a business, you know the value of a great employee. Well, Pathfind is there to help you find your next star player to take your business to the next level. They can help with all aspects of your business, from recruitment to career transition, leadership coaching. They've got your whole team covered. Find your organization's path forward at pathfind.ca. Strutty, the floor is yours. The exhibition game tonight was kind of what exhibition games usually are. There's there's not a lot going on, especially now that you know fighting's kind of left the game. Um, you know, you're trying to watch a couple of players, Dylan Holloway, obviously Broberg, 
Um, you know, Bo, obviously the, the young defenseman, just trying to see what these guys can do, uh, Peterson. But the one guy that jumped off the page was ironically the gentleman that Ryan Rashog just interviewed, Vinny Dernay. Uh, I, I wanted to see how his footwork looked. I think there's improved speed. I thought his puck skills were, I think those also improved. Uh, it was noticeable. But what I loved about him, it's something I've talked about on this podcast many times, is him being a leader on the ice and direct in traffic. As soon as the game started, we saw the puck go in the corner or a player go in the corner, and Vinny was communicating, pointing to whoever, Broberg, you go there, or Peterson, you go there and take this guy. And it's something that I believe has been missing from the Oilers as a group in their own zone, defensively. You know, pointing out, hey, you do this, do that. It's called communication. And, you know, sometimes you don't see it. You just hear the guys talking. But when you see someone point, it's very clear about where and what this defenseman wants you to do and how he wants you to do it. And I love that. So I love the leadership role that Vinny has taken here. I think he did it sometimes last year, but it was almost every time he was in his own zone. We saw him directing traffic, and that calms down forward so much because they know it's clear that you have a plan, and now they just have to follow your plan and defensively, everything's going to be okay. So well done by Vinny. And I hope other vets on the owners kind of take that leadership role to help calm the forwards down and tell them where to go. I love how you feel like the forwards can't relax and play well defensively until they're told yeah. where to go by the defenseman. They can't. I love that that's your take, Streds. Yeah. <laughs> they can't. They, they, they don't know. You know. They just don't know where to be. So why not take the pressure <laughs> off them and just say, hey, go here, go there, do you this. You go here. That. You go it, there. It, it makes so much there. sense. Now, the one area I didn't see it now, to be fair, you know, it, it's it, it's uh, preseason, but on the rush, directing and saying who to take, you take this guy, I'll take that guy. That's where things really kind of. You mean go when, to the, the, next when level. the blue liners are backing up, taking the oncoming rush? You're taking a rush. Usually an on man rush. Yeah, I guess yeah. it doesn't have to be an on man rush, but let's say it's a three on two with a back checker oh. and it's Connor McDavid back chain. Connor, boom, take that guy. Thank you. He'll go and take him. And now it's on me as a defenseman to play mm -hmm. how I want to play it. I'm going to slide over, take this guy. My partner's going to slide over. Um, but uh, it's it's something you don't see enough of, and it really jumped out at me tonight with Vinny. I think you make an awesome point. You know, when guys are yelling out there, it just shows everybody how engaged they are. And I would hope that it would make more guys feel like they want to do it. Mm -hmm. And part of this, to me, Struds, is a little bit in personality. I think – you know, you think back to, I mean, even in minor hockey, for all of you who played out there, think back to your teammates and all the various personalities. Um, you know, it takes a certain personality and competitiveness to be out there yelling and screaming and directing traffic among your peers. Um, so for Dayarnay to be doing that, I think it's a really good point. Uh, Matthias Ekholm is a guy that's not afraid to do it. Um, but and, and not not ripping on anybody, but I don't know that I've seen Evan Bouchard do that a whole lot. Yeah. Think about Evan Bouchard, softer spoken guy, a little bit more reserved. It just helps. It just the communication helps, and I just I, and I'm being a little bit tongue in cheek when I give the Fords our time. But when you're a dean, you're directing traffic in your own zone. It just makes everything so much easier, and I find it just settles everyone down. And quite honestly, Shogger, in many times it can be almost intimidating for the other team. Because they're like, oh, this guy's barking out orders. Everyone knows what we're doing, and this is how we're supposed to play it. So it, you know, I'd like to see it from from all the D, um, both in zone and on the rush, because it does calm the forwards down. They just know exactly where they need to go. So there's no miscommunication. Think about on a rush. If I don't communicate with that forward or my D partner, and it's a three on two with a back checker, and I'm one of the two D men, and let's say whoever Ryan Rashog's backing uh, back checking. We're just working in a silo. We have no idea what we're doing. We, we need to communicate and let everybody know this is what we want you to do. And it just everyone just does their job, and it works out very well. Did you prefer a communicative goaltender as well? Um, oh, here yeah. it is. I don't know. <laughs> goalies, don't know. just shut it. Just shut uh, it, goalies. It, it, the demon, they don't care yeah. what you have to say, Tendies. No, no. Just shut it. You know what? I, I When you're going back to get the puck, <laughs> it was nice to hear if you had time or not, right? Time, right. time, time, or, you know, hurry, hurry, hurry. I do like that. Uh, I did like that. You know, if they maybe they, they call sometimes they call up back door, back door. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I like that too. Like, just as a reminder, because, you know, you look at, you know, a lot of times demon kind of get their toes pointed towards their own end. 
and mm-hmm. and they're not looking behind them. And so Goldie's like, back door, back door. Oh, geez, I forgot about that. And I slide back over there. Um, but so, yeah, I, I would, yeah, I would say on the puck pickup in the back door, that's where I liked it. But other than that, I don't remember Uncle Easley talking that much. They were pretty busy trying to make up for my mistakes. So <laughs> defensemen are the only ones with enough gravitas out there to be hollering orders at their teammates. Forwards, not so much. Yeah, for no, I I love when forwards are talking about it as well. Like it just you, the more communication you have, um, like when you if you've watched an NHL game on TV or live, you know when you hear the guys when, when it's not too loud in the building, you can hear them yelling and screaming and and and, and not screaming, I should say, but barking out orders like those veteran teams that are organized. You can hear them like up 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 or wheel 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 or changing whatever it is. Like that communication goes a long way, and and it's like a second pair of eyes. Um, for for people to make to make plays, whether you're you know trying to score or trying to defend a goal. All right, that was Strutty's World, brought to you by Pathfind. Time to get to the stream, and we appreciate everybody who's hopped on. Again, we're still having issues with Twitter. We really are looking into it, but we're not able to take comments yet on Twitter. But we got lots over on uh, YouTube, so Zuby's going to jump in here, and he's going to rock and roll with some of your questions and comments as we get into our Ask Us Anything. Brought to you by Match. Uh, happy hour. is better at Match Pub in Ice District. You can score 20% off appetizers, half price wine and other drink specials every day, 2 to 4 p.m. It's located adjacent to Rogers Arena in Grand Villa Casino. For more information, visit, visit matchpub.ca. That's Match Eatery and Public House. Zuby. Other than chirps uh, about why Strutty was late, what did people have to say today, man? Well, let's jump right to that most important battle for the team, which is, of course, the fourth line center. Um, mm. This uh, fellow on, t- on Twitter from earlier says, for two guys battling for fourth line C, uh, I thought both Sutter and Peterson were invisible. He says, just give it to Gags. Ha ha, he's got some emojis in there. But what are you guys' thoughts on those two? Struds, Brownie and I chatted about that before. What did you think of the two guys, uh, Sutter um, and Peterson, battling it out? Yeah, you know, I like the way Peterson skates. Um, but, you know, you, you got to try to create a moment for yourself, right? To something to stand out so the coaches can bite onto and say, this is it. Sutter, I was looking to see how he moved. I thought he was moving, you know, better than I expected. But I want to pull out a, a, a moment in time where he was giving an assignment and I don't think it went the way he wanted. I don't know if you noticed in overtime, uh, instead of putting Nugent Hopkins out with Evander Kane, they put Sutter out there with Evander Kane, an offensive zone faceoff mm-hmm. to the to the to the back. Uh, sorry, it'd be to the left of the netminder for Winnipeg. So Sutter was on his backhand. So they put him there to win that faceoff. That's what he's here for to win a faceoff. He lost it. Now I'm not saying you make or break a, a, a tryout on that, but that's why you're there. Like, and he's smart enough to know. Like you, you know that's your job. That's what he's trying to to, to earn. Uh, and they gave him that chance, and he didn't get it done. So again, his his career's not over, but it's a very, as you would say, notable moment in a game for a guy trying to you know get a job as a faceoff winner. What else, Zuby? Uh, Tam B on Twitter says, "Nice to see Kane shooting a lot." Quaddy on uh, the stream also asked, "What's your take on how Kane looked?" Yeah, I like I like the way he skated. I thought he was up you know up and down. I mean. You got to be careful because Winnipeg didn't have a very strong lineup. I thought that like Hyman, Kane, and Nuge were going like eighty percent, right? Like it's 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 a really the net minder for Winnipeg, like all that stuff, right? So you got to be careful judging veterans because I I just don't think there's a lot there. But I, I did like the way I thought Kane was skating, and his shot does look good. So that is something, but. Much more than that, I won't take away from those three veterans. Played, played 20 minutes. <laughs> and yeah. I know it was an overtime yeah. game. Darnell yeah. Nurse played, uh, where's Nurse's minutes here? 25-18. Evan yeah. Bouchard, 24-55. Welcome back after summer. Yeah. Hope the lungs are doing okay. He ran his big guns out a ton tonight. I like Bouchard and Nurse, I thought. I thought, yeah. they, 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 I thought they. I, I think Bouchard looked like he was moving pretty a little bit smoother as well. I don't know if he did anything in the offseason with the skating, but I thought he looked pretty smooth. Um, but again, you know, you're playing against a half NHL team, um, so you got to be careful what you what you really take away for the veterans. You get put in the first exhibition game, could kind of be like me, right? The vets probably don't love that, but I thought the guys that they put in acquitted themselves well. I thought Kane worked reasonably hard, had six shots 
Oh, no, had six hits. Sorry. And uh, what did he have? Uh, seven, nine shot attempts. So, yeah, I thought it was a decent effort from him. And he said, you know, we asked him about his wrist the other day. And it'll be, you know, I don't know if it'll ever get back to completely 100%. It's something that he's going to be dealing with. But said he feels pretty good physically, Zoops. Um, Davin mentioned, he said, Yanmark definitely got faster over the summer. Did you guys notice anything there? Yep, definitely. I thought he looked really good tonight. And and as he was killing a penalty, I was reminded that in terms of average time on ice per game on the penalty kill, he was tops among Oiler forwards. He's going to be good for their penalty kill this year, especially if he's even picked up a tiny little step. Yeah, you know what was really noticeable was three on three. Like I thought he really, they kind of had the Harlem Globetrotters high weave going there. Yeah. And I thought it was, I, I don't remember him moving that quickly with the puck. And actually I almost, I had a double check like, who what who is that again? Like, you know, you're kind of thrown off. So yeah, I think you know, he he did look noticeably quicker as well. I think you were thrown off with the number 13 skating through the neutral zone with the puck and not bobbling it. Hey oh, okay. So <laughs> well, I get Dusty murdered Nielsen. on the stream now. <laughs> Dusty's crying somewhere. You can't say that. <laughs> Zimmy, what else you got, buddy? Uh, Justin mentioned, uh, Xavier Borgo. He says Borgo could improve, needs to get stronger or shiftier. What were your guys' impressions of him? Yeah, Struts. I feel for, I feel for him because when he looks at this lineup, you know, he's a skilled player. Where, where, where is he going to get this skill time? You know, he, it, it's, I have, I have a hard time seeing him get into the top six for sure this year. Um, so then what do you become? You know, what, what do you, what are you going to do? You're going to become a, a third line kind of sp- not energy guy, but skater and penalty killer and all that. And mm-hmm. it's he, he's in a tough spot. I, I do, I do feel from. Um, I thought he was okay tonight. I, I, he, you know, again, you usually your eyes are drawn to players that I think are having nights. My eyes weren't drawn to him. I think that's fair. A small line too. It was him and who else was he with? With Kajula and Hamblin. Was it Hamblin? Yeah, it's yeah. tiny little line buzzing around out there. Um, but yeah, I would agree. He, he, he was okay. He skates okay. He has nice little bursts of speed every now and then, but he needs to be figuring out ways to be memorable out there. And I don't know tonight. I think other guys did a better job of being memorable out there than he did. All right. That was Ask Us Anything brought to you by Match Eatery and Public House. Okay. Final segment of the pod, adding another new little wrinkle here to the end of the podcast. And we're super stoked to bring on our sponsor for our gem of the day. It's brought to you by Edmonton's most iconic home for everything sports. Yes, you know the logo. You've been seeing it for decades and decades, United Sport and Cycle. Definitely your home for hockey, from sticks and skates to masks and pads. They get you outfitted and ready to dominate on the ice. Visit www.unitedsport.ca. Struds. It's like home for you. It's a store you know well, my man. I spent a lot of time there. They outfit my kids for sport, uh, myself for some other things, and all my hockey camp stuff has gone from them. So it's I'm so happy that they're they're a part a partner with us. Yeah, really, really glad to have them on board. And so our gem of the day, I mean, basically, we're just gonna pick our favorite moment from the podcast. Sometimes it'll be one of your best comments. Sometimes it'll be if somebody else makes a fantastic point. Uh, just whatever we thought stood out to us will be given gem of the day honors brought to you by United Sport and Cycle. Struds, what was your favorite part of the first 17 minutes, bud? Yeah, so I, I will, I, you know, I'm, I'll just say first off, I, I, uh, I accept everyone's apology that uh, the time of the podcast got changed. Uh, I thought I brought the energy for 30 minutes. I also, one of the, not the gem of the day, but the surprise of the day was Zuby without a hat on. That really threw me off. I'm surprised I've been able to. That's recover, true, actually. Recover to. I've never. I didn't know he, he. I thought he just was born with it. But I'll throw my gem of the day, and I'm. I'm, I'm going to give credit to Vinny Darnay. I loved how he said he did. A, uh, took notes uh, when he got home and figured out what he needed to do, and then assembled his quote unquote team. Yeah, Vinny Darnay's got a team. Yeah, like I. I love that. Like that is very deep, insightful approach for a hockey player trying to maximize his potential. So that, that for me is the gem. And I think all others fans should consider that the gem as well. Yeah, no kidding, Zuby. Anything stand out to you? We're not all going to do a gem every time, but if you got one, anything. No, but I thought the chirps for where where is Strud's clearly shows yeah. that our audience, we have, we have a loyal audience, repeat listeners, because that was all references to to previous shows already from this season. So the, <laughs> that was really, that was very clever. And lots of like Strud's world 
um, yeah. to pick stretch. Some stranger, he chimed in with doing lawn care. He assumed you were doing lawn <laughs> care when you were missing. He assumed that you were, uh, you know, we had another one. And this is my gem of the day from Mr. Blow 7. Strange handle. Yeah, uh, he says Strutty's walking slowly through a crosswalk somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, I love it. Uh, yeah, if you want to know what that's about, you got to go listen to our previous episode. Strutty doesn't hustle through a crosswalk when a car is kind enough to slow down. Refuse. Those were our gems of the day brought to you by United Sport and Cycle. Thanks for hanging in with us on the stream tonight. Let's be honest, it was a bit of a train wreck. The star of the show didn't show up. Actually, no, he did, but his signal was bad. So then we had to bump <laughs> Rob Brown out and bring him in over the phone. And then the B guy showed up late. Uh, I was a little bit messy and sloppy tonight. Zuby doesn't have his hat on. It's been messy, but thanks for sticking with us. Appreciate your contributions on the stream. Have yourselves a great close to your Sunday night. Drop plenty of podcasts. By the way, should mention, because they're part of our podcast family, Ray and Drags dropping their first episode. Look for that on Tuesday morning. Probably get the LeBron pod up and running this week. We got some good guests planned for this year. And Struds, Brownie, and I will be dropping them all week long. So stay tuned to all our social platforms. Good job, guys. Thanks. Good night, everybody. Cheers, everyone.